Welcome back to the In the Dugout podcast. My name is Jason Ward, aka Red Sox Dugout, alongside Garrett Jacobs Meyer, Joey Nagel, and Alex Jefferson. What's up, everyone? Hey, good. Shout out Heim Bloom for listening to our last episode and going out there and making a bunch of moves. Really appreciate that. Um, there were two ways that this episode could go. The first way would be we jump on here and just start screaming and yelling and going <laughs> off on Heim Bloom for not doing anything. But luckily, we're sitting way number two right now. He went out there and did some stuff, and I like it. I am a big fan of what he did. Never doubt him for a second. I, I knew he had oh, it up he, his sleeve. Never doubted never. him. Not once. <laughs> <laughs> Complete another faith the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like last episode, I said that we needed – I went down a list of guys that we needed, and we got a good portion. Like we didn't get Jake Odorizzi, but we got Garrett Richards instead. We got Kike Hernandez like I wanted. And um, we'll get into it more later, but we got Adam Ottavino in an interesting deal. Before we get to all that, though, uh, we have some news that broke a couple minutes ago. Trevor Bauer to the Dodgers. If they don't, if they don't win the World Series, it's a, it's a fail. Honestly, yeah. I mean, they were a super team before Bauer with, like, after getting Mookie Betts, and, and then obviously they won the World Series, and, and now they're only even better. Uh, I, no, Trevor no, Bauer. they actually got worse because they lost Kike Hernandez, you know? That's true. That's going to hurt them we, really badly. We took Kike, so that, now... Kike was the, the glue guy holding that whole team together. I bet they even mm-hmm. missed the playoffs this season, though. Mm-hmm. That's a hot the entire take. team. None of them can play without him. <laughs> yeah, no, he, they're getting, he was a linchpin they're getting in that price team. too, right? Maybe. They get price back, but it, it I don't, is that a good thing? Madison. Yeah, it's, it's a good also thing. not a guarantee. Price is good. He's better than like every single one of our starters, so we don't need to go there. <laughs> um, um, is the ML question? Side, sorry, is the MLB doing another thing with opt outs? Like, uh, have we heard about that? Because COVID's like, I don't David know. What Price I said around. David Price said he was going to opt out if um, things aren't under control. So oh, really? Still may, I thought yeah, he was he a full may not. But, like, can you opt out? Like, is that going to be a thing? Because they have to agree on that and all that. I doubt they can say all no. That crap, right? I don't know. Well, yeah, you can opt out, but don't get paid. I think they didn't they do something last year where you got a certain cut. I, I have no idea, but... I mean, I it's hope a few that, months away, so... I hope that David Price opts out just to, like, kind of make me feel a little bit better about the Mookie deal, even though... <laughs> Fair, yeah. We don't need to get into that again. That's, yeah, but... <sighs> Dodgers, it's it's World Series or bust. Like we say pretty much every year. That's what we said last season. Um, and I really hope they don't win it. They <laughs> gave him so much money. Yeah, forty million for the true. first year, forty five for the second. I mean, would you rather? Would you rather see the Yankees win though? I'd rather see the Dodgers win than the Yankees. I'd I mean, rather yeah, if you're the comparing, Red Sox win. Yeah, go Sox. True. That's that's my take here. <laughs> um. If, I'm being realistic here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm considering this bet with my friend uh going in on the Padres winning the division over the Dodgers. I don't know if I'm gonna do that yet, but um Hey, I mean Tatis is on the cover, so maybe that's a good he, point. Hopefully the sh- hopefully the show doesn't have like a an athlete curse like Madden. I mean who was on it last year? It Javi Baez. Javier Baez. He- he didn't do so great. Yeah. <laughs> then Bryce then Harper. Aaron the year Judge. Before. Bryce Harper. And Bryce, Bryce Harper was bad. I was thinking back to this. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. I'm not going to take that bet. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. That's enough to talk about the Dodgers. Let's get into the Sox because the Sox did some things. The Sox are exciting. Um, like I said, Heim Bloom listened to the podcast before our last episode. He did nothing except Matt Andrees. 
And now we're sitting here with a, a much more filled out team. We're not done yet. He's not done yet. He's, he said that he still um, is looking like there's a lot of free agents still left and he's still looking to make some moves and we're going to have to make some moves because Martin Perez still hasn't been announced. And um, who is that? There's Garrett Richards got announced yesterday. So maybe it's just Martin Perez, but regardless, they're going to have to make some 40 man moves. So yeah, Heim Bloom went out there and got Kike Hernandez who is, as Joe Kelly said, a more athletic Brock Holt. Um, I described him as Brock Holt with more pop. And I think that's an accurate description because just like Brock, he can play all over the diamond. He's played really every position, and he's got a electric personality. There's no other way to describe it. He is just a, a spark plug out there on the field. And even if he hits, like doesn't get a single hit the whole season, I would still love having him on my team because he just provides so much energy out there and he's so entertaining and funny. <laughs> like he, he was wearing a banana costume last season or whenever that, maybe the season before I was posting that one. I think he's him. done it on multiple occasions. He's got this thing with good bananas. Look. It's good I don't look. know what it is, but I love it. Yeah. Good look. So I am, I I'm thrilled to have Kike here. Yeah, me too. And he can play every day at second base if you'd like. So at least that, that hole is filled. Definitely stacks our infield up. Kind of makes Chavis a, a kind of movable Irrelevant. piece. But he, well, it makes him movable. Yeah. I don't know. He was movable before. Yeah. But I, I don't know what they're going to do with Chavis. I've been thinking about that a lot. That's been the one thing that I've been perplexed by. Yeah. And like Joey kind of mentioned, it does seem like Kike Hernandez is going to be the starting second baseman, the everyday second baseman. Uh, I don't know if he, he's probably not going to play all – games at second base but he can probably start probably like 130 of them at second base you can still move him around you got guys getting day off days off you can play a left field a third base whatever you can move him around he has that flexibility but for the most part we don't have anyone else to play second base and you want him in the lineup so have him play second base whenever he's not needed somewhere else yep I mean, we do need another lefty bat, though. That's what we that's do. What that reminds me of. Yeah, Pref- that's, preferably that's an outfielder. I mean, there's a certain lefty bat that I'm thinking about. His name rhymes with um, Twitchy Twitch <laughs> Torland. Really good, Joey. It took yeah. you that long to think about that. You know, I was gonna. Network. I was gonna. I was gonna say something that began with a B, but then I realized that's inappropriate. <laughs> As as great as uh, Mitchie is, we kind of we kind of need our outfielder. We only have Benintendi and Verdugo that are and Renfro. Really we, we got, uh, oh, and we got Renfro. Hunter Renfro, bro. I forgot well, about Hunter Renfro. We He's also need. We also need a another first baseman. I mean, or lefty first baseman because you got Dahlbeck there. I don't. You can't bet on Dahlbeck being good. I mean, he's probably going to be, but he could struggle. It could be the the classic. I, it's technically his rookie year, but you could call it the sophomore slump. You don't really know what he's going to do, so I, I wouldn't want to throw all my eggs in one basket there with him. I'd like to have someone like Mitch Moreland is the perfect guy because he's got experience both in Boston and obviously in the league. Um, he Last season, he was Save basically our season. whole team for yeah. a while, and... He's out there. He's a free agent. He's not going to cost you a lot. You can probably get him on a great team deal. He probably wants to come back to Boston. He loves it here. And I, I think it just makes too much sense not to do. Plus, he can mentor um, Dahlback and, you know, help him see yeah. 
moving movement pitches better, which is kind of what Dahlbeck has been struggling with, and you know, make it so that Dahlbeck can be the the the, the all time starting first baseman. All right, you can take him into his yeah, hitting I'm barn not... and, and teach him his tricks. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of throwing the guy Dahlbeck in there right now. I think it kind of hurts development, especially when you have that pressure of like you are going to have to make this many games, and he knows it. And if he struggles. He's young. He struggles, gets in his head. A guy like Moreland doesn't. He's been in the league for long enough. You know, those guys kind of can keep more consistency. I'm not ready to force Dahlbeck to take on that big of a role. I think it would hurt him developmentally. And I, I think it would be so helpful to have a guy like that. But you never know what Hyam's going to do, I guess. That's true. But think about, like, what happens if Dahlbeck doesn't work out? Like, what if he starts struggling or what if he even gets injured? Who else do we have to play first base? I mean, you got Chavis. I don't too. know if you really want that. Yeah. I mean, Kike Hernandez, but then who plays second? Again, it's really just up to Chavis. And like, we were just talking you, about yeah. how like Chavis isn't a great option in, in himself. Like he he just lost a second base job pretty much. So you really need another first baseman who can play and has experience and has a hit track record of of being reliable there. Yeah, even if we if we just go by pure numbers, we don't have that replacement. Like even if you ignore the whole potential thing, the development thing, we don't have that guy. Um, and we're going to have to move someone around because we're still scrounging for roster spots. Um, yeah. So I think a move like that would help in a bunch of ways. You know what I mean? If you throw Chavis at first base, he's he's a complete liability defensively in my eyes. Like, yeah, yeah he wasn't too. he wasn't the best, and the I consistency wasn't pick, there. The home runs were nice, but can't pick the ball at all. It doesn't matter how good of like arms Devers or Bogarts have if you can't have a good first baseman getting it clean. So that's the other upside with Moreland is he has so much. Ex- <laughs> <laughs> Rough, bro. There goes Alex. Okay. He'll be back. He looks kind of funny. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> As he was saying, though, yeah, Mitch Moreland does have a lot of experience. Um, it just makes perfect sense. So, Heim Bloom, if you're listening again, like you did last time, go out there and get Mitch Moreland back. We need him. Yeah. I mean, Good. we shouldn't set our sights on this one guy, right? It, it's broader than that, too. We need that spot filled. Whoever the hell we need. We yeah, I mean, they're looking I mean? at Marwin Gonzalez, too, and you know. Miller, but Mitch Moreland is just the perfect guy, especially because I think Mitch Moreland is probably the, the cheapest deal you can get when you're talking about some of those guys, and I think – value wise if you can get him for cheap you know that he's going to produce you know that he knows boston knows that first base spot knows how to succeed in this in this environment It'd be like he never left exactly and and you get two prospects for nothing because you're getting him back it's just it's great gming chief baseball officering yeah, yeah. see alex you looked hilarious when you cut out by the way i was laughing at you uh, well, what can I tell you, man? College Wi-Fi, am I right? Yeah, we're, nope. this is the first episode all four of us are on dorm Wi-Fi, so. Yeah, this yeah, is I know. wild. My <laughs> Wi-Fi is gas. So, Heimboom didn't stop there with Kike Hernandez like we were talking about. Garrett Richards is a new member of the Boston Red Sox. Like him. Cool name. Like him. Cool name. Yeah, you Does like the, the Garrett Does name? Does he spell it to your standards, though? I think so. I think he has two T's. Yeah, he spells the same way. Two T's. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there you go. So he's good. G T R cool. What if he did two T R cool? You want to call him that? Doesn't have the same ring. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. It's so bad, bro. Anyway, don't let. Don't even get me started. This is a baseball podcast, man. 
Whenever I see Garrett with one T, it just reminds me of like ferret. And I don't think that's a good thing. Sounds stupid. Yeah. This looks <laughs> weird. But he's um, he's good. Yeah, Garrett with two T's is good. He is 32 years old and he gets 10 million for one year with it's really 8.5 million in 2021 with a 10 million club option for 2022 with a buyout. So it's a good deal, good deal for the team. Some people were saying that Garrett Richards is overpaid with the 10 million price tag, but this was I a point. So too. That was my initial thought, man. This was a point that someone on Twitter brought up. I probably should credit them, but I don't know who it is. Um, so Morton, Charlie Morton got one year for 15 million. J.A. Happ, Robbie Ray, and Jose Quintana all got one year for eight million. So I would say that Richards is better than J.A. Happ, Ray, and Quintana. Maybe not Quintana, but definitely happen right definitely and he only gets really 0.5 million more than them if you're excluding the option and he's not going to get 15 like more and he didn't anthony discalfani got one year for six million and richards is way better than that so you weren't going to get richards for lower than like eight million and yeah. so i think Based on the market, based on what other guys got, like I just mentioned, and based on the upside that he has, I think this deal is perfect, really. I don't, I don't really think he's overpaid. I think it's a, a good value for him. And if he doesn't work out, it's just one year. You decline the, the club option. You only pay $10 million total. And um, also, if he, and if he does work out, you can trade him at the deadline and get some prospects back. So I, I think it's a great deal. It's a great... It's a smart Heim Bloom deal. And I was expecting yeah. Jake Odorizzi, still possibly on the table, but um, I'm, I'm happy with Garrett Richards. I think there is a chance that he outperforms Odorizzi this year based on how Odorizzi has performed the past few seasons. He struggled a little bit. And Richards, really, every time that Richards is healthy, he's been good. Like if you look at his stats, he has a career 362 ERA, which is a lot better than most of the pitchers we threw out there last season. <laughs> that's true that's true but that's a low bar bro to be fair true but a 362 is pretty good (laughs) for a career era and if you look at his stats for seasons he's been relatively healthy which is not many of the seasons but if you go back to 2014 he was 13 (laughs) and 4 with a 261 era and 26 starts 2015 he was 15 and 12 with a 365 and 32 starts 2018 the last season he was relatively healthy he was five and four with a three six six ERA and a one twenty eight WHIP, so in sixteen starts. So if he can stay healthy, he's good. And yeah, um, if he can't stay healthy, it's just one year. He's also yeah. probably never had an offense to back him up like the one we have in Boston. True. I mean, he's played with who, like the Angels and the the bad Padres. So yeah, yeah, the Padres before they were good. Right. You, you brought up a good point. When I saw that $10 million, especially with his injury history, I was like, yeah. Um, but then again, my, my perception of what he should get paid means nothing. Literally, only, the only <laughs> thing that matters is what the other pitchers around him are getting paid. Like, you know, you got to kind of put that in perspective. So I think that's a really good point to bring up, Jason. Um, it's kind of a steal. Yeah, I, yeah the, one, the one year is a good point, too. If, he, if he's injured, like I'm worried about, and, you know, I kind of hold on to injuries because I hate, hate just wasting money and having the guy sit on the – bench anyway um it's one year you can move him so well i mean if if he does if he does work out and we we could even i know jason you said trade him for prospects we could sign him for the the we could take the team option up and then trade him the next year that's true too you can always bring him back year out of him 
like a Band-Aid. And then, you know, if you bring him back with the option, you can trade him after the season and potentially get more for him. I mean, this is why I liked Heim Bloom when we signed him um, and why I never doubted him for a second. It's uh-huh. because he makes smart deals, and that's what this is. It's a smart deal that you, it's so dynamic and flexible. If he works out, it, it benefits you because the team wins the games. And if it doesn't work out, it benefits you because you get prospects and, or you can, you can bring him back from the club. There's just so many different options and possibilities with this. And it's the, it's the classic low risk, high reward deal that made Tampa Bay so successful in his time there. So I, I love it. Low risk, low risk, high reward. <laughs> That's the title of this episode. Let me write that down. I'm really funny, aren't I? I'm really funny. I've gotten funnier, I think, at school. That's just kidding. I don't have I don't have social interaction. <laughs> yeah, we're we're all being very COVID safe. Yeah, yeah. Joey over Speak there for in COVID town. Joey in COVID city, COVID campus, down the other side of the freaking school. Yep, yep, yep. I'm uh yeah, I gotta pack my bag for the gulag very soon. So do I, but I just I just got my email saying I have results available, which means I don't have COVID because they call me if I have COVID. So, mm-hmm. bang bang, that's good stuff. Go. Yeah, stuff to celebrate, right? Mm-hmm. Speaking of stuff to celebrate, we also got Adam Ottavino in probably the most surprising notification I've ever had on my phone. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. I thought it was sure. a joke. Like I thought it was Isn't like like the it's the, like the second Yan- Yankees Red Sox trade of like the century isn't it or yeah something like that the other one did anybody know what the other deal was in 2014 yep it was steven drew for kelly johnson oh yeah oh steve oh my god what a guy steven drew yeah so that's a that's a good nugget right there and um i'm pretty sure i definitely knew what it was around the time the trade happened but the other deal that the red sox yankees did before that was like 19 97 something yeah so it's like the third it's the third trade they've made since like babe ruth it's a very rare occurrence and that kelly johnson deal with steven drew that really was not that significant because both of them are horrible players (laughs) so this is like the first real like significant deal between them in a while and and like i said it was it was shocking like i I got the alert on my phone like there's no way this is real i thought like it was a joke or something and I still don't really understand what happened, but I think it was a great deal. So the deal was yeah. Yankees trade Adam Onovino and prospect Frank German German um, to the Red Sox, along with eight hundred fifty thousand for a player to be named later or cash. They don't even That's get a like, player back. So I mean, they could get a player. I but... mean, I, I it's a win all around. We get a. a a prospect and we get like a nice solid stop gap in the bullpen for a little bit, as long as he can stay healthy. I mean, his, his, I see why Yankee fans moved on with him. And we did take that little bit of that contract a little bit more than, than we would have liked. Yeah, we right? paid uh, 8.15 million, but he's not a bad pitcher by any means. The Yankees fans just hate him. Cause what the playoffs, right? He sucked for the playoffs. Is that the deal? Yankees fans hate most guys. They hate all easily. their they hate all their yeah. players. When they first got him, they were like, "Oh, oh, the big old man. He, <laughs> oh, World Series or bust." And they turned on him immediately when he walked like three people. But I mean, he can close. He probably will be the closer, which that is nasty good. I'll take stuff. it. Mm-hmm. 
I love his slider. I, I like. I think he's going to be a very solid closer. What I and like so about I him too is the Yankees lineup is primarily right-handed, and he's a right-handed pitcher with nasty breaks. So I feel like he's going to be pretty effective against his former team. Mm-hmm. You love to see for sure. Yeah, if we can get in a position where we're ready to close out a game. Good yeah, point. <laughs> true. Um, one thing, that prospect that we got, German, German, I remember, I didn't actually research him much. I should have, but didn't the Yankees have a pitcher um, with the exact German that like... Domingo, oh, Domingo Herman, yeah. Did he, yeah. Is he in the league still? Because I remember he got suspended for a whole year, didn't he? I think he's still serving it. Probably, yeah. Yeah, he's, huh. he I thought that's who he might we got retire though. That, that definitely. Oh yeah, me. he like tried to retire and then changed his mind or something. something yeah. what he, it was it was like that. domestic abuse, right? He's like a horrible person. Mm-hmm. I just remember he like publicly. Although like, Araldis Chapman fired a gun at his girlfriend, and look where he is. Yeah, people yeah, sleep true. on that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's that's um, the but thing it, it, you it's okay you because you know whenever he. Whenever he faces the Red Sox, it's a guaranteed like four straight walks. <laughs> True. We True. live in his head. He's terrified. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that guy that you were just mentioning, Garrett, Frank, German, German, we'll figure yeah. out how to pronounce it eventually, probably. Um, <laughs> probably soon. Hopefully soon. Yeah. Big Frank. Um, he <laughs> is actually pretty good. He's um, a pitcher, which is good because we need those. And he apparently tops out at like 98. I don't remember all the different um, stats on him, but essentially he's pretty good and has a, a pretty solid upside as a prospect. And I'll always take a free prospect. I mean, you're you're paying essentially. It's the Red Sox paid for a prospect, but also got an elite relief pitcher along with them. So, I, yeah, I'm, I mean, I've seen a lot of people saying that it's it's not great because like it's a rental and we're paying him a lot, and it's like. He's not a true closer, but like, I don't think that the team is in a position where we're going to be like, I hope we could, but I don't think we're like world series bound automatically right now. And this is kind of just a stopgap. I mean, they saying like, they're saying we're helping the Yankees by like taking off so much of their salary cap, but it doesn't really matter. Yeah, what are they going to do? Sign Brett Gardner back. That's what they're doing. (laughs) Also, I'm sorry, but how the hell did the Dodgers throw in another 103 million over the next three years? I don't know. They are so far uh, over the luxury tax. They're going to be in some trouble, though, because they got Seager's a a free agent. Bellinger's a free agent. Definitely other players, and I'm forgetting are free agents. So they're going to have a lot of... You get two World Series out of it, you're done. You're done for like a decade. That's Mm -hmm. true. I don't know. If you get two World Series in a row, you're done for 10 years. You don't have to be good. You know, like it's a sad way to think about it, but I think a lot of teams think about it that way. Yeah, but like the Dodgers have a top five farm system. So even if they yeah. lose those guys, they're still going to be right in the mix. Yeah. Uh, thank God they're not in the AL, at least. Oh, my God. <laughs> they're the Yankees of the NL. Yeah. Except, um, except they can actually win playoff games. They don't choke in the playoffs, yeah. Well, they, they, they did have. for a while. They, they did for but quite a bit. That was the sure thing. Did. <laughs> at least they like make it to the world series with some consistency yeah. yeah i don't know would you rather make it to the world series a bunch of times and not win it at all or make it once and win it make it once and win it 
yeah, we don't want to be the Bills. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I feel like the more times you make it, the more chances you have. And like, if you can't even make it, you don't have any shot. At yeah, all, but so. if you know you're gonna lose it, then I mean, yeah. yeah like I mean, the, last year the Rays kind of knew they were gonna lose it, right? Anyone with a brain. I, I don't know. No, 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 no. If, if Cash didn't pull Snell, they I win that game, and then you have, I, you have Charlie I, I, Morton go in Game Seven. I don't know if I believe your optimism, but I do. I do take that back. Anyone with a brain is definitely a stretch. It could have. It could have <laughs> easily gone to seven. Yeah. Okay. You're right. Yeah. If, if they had kept Snell in, it would have. Joey, do you yeah. ever sleep? Are you ever able to like sleep? Do you hear them right now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Give me one second. Yeah. What the hell is going on there? That's good. Oh. Uh oh. Oh no. Oh no. You, mean? This, you, you good, Joey? <laughs> got another. Good. No, we got another positive. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, we're going home, bro. I can't wait. We're going home. Oh man, this is this a good run. <laughs> Oh, it was a good man. run. It was a good two week run. We didn't even make it two weeks. I haven't been on campus two weeks. I've been on campus one like three days. Today marks one week for me. Oh, it's a rough oh, time man. at UMass Amherst. Mm-hmm. I... Jason, right. are we gonna are we gonna talk about PD? We'll get like we there. We'll get to PD. that. We okay. got. Yeah. We'll Jason's we got to finish hand. up Jason's all the, the Don't you worry stuff. about it. Don't you worry about it. Don't you worry about it. I don't. I don't know what the list is. I don't. I don't know what we're supposed to be talking about. It's fair. I should probably start telling you guys what you're talking about. But um, <laughs> one last thing I want to say in Adovino. People look at his ERA last season and they, they're like, oh, this guy's on the decline. Why did we get him? He sucks. He had a 589 ERA last year. But if you break that down, that's 12 runs and 18 and a third innings pitched. 50% of that came from one game where he didn't even complete an inning. It was in Buffalo. He gave Jesus. up six earned runs and zero innings pitched because he didn't record an out. But without that, without that one game, one outing, he had a 298 ERA last season. Mm-hmm. Who did he play, Jason? Uh, Buffalo. So the, the Blue Jays. Buffalo, the Buff Jays. Okay, yeah. That, I had to do double take there. I don't remember. I didn't remember that they did that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We're good. <laughs> so if you take that out, he is he was pretty solid last season too. And if you bring up his um, other stats, between 2018 and 2019, he appeared in 148 games. With a 2.19 ERA and a 1.14 WHIP, he struck out 200 batters in 144 innings. So, I like that. Sounds good to me. Uh, yeah. And again, if he doesn't live up to that, trade him at the deadline, or he's a free agent, so he's gone, and we have a prospect anyways. So we we don't have all that much to lose, man. That's the mm-hmm. thing too. It's not like we're a piece away and we're relying on this guy to be a stud. Exactly. That Honestly, brings me- like the. The expectations aren't that high. Yeah, that brings me to my next point. Exactly. How last week's ep- or last episode was called What Are We Doing? That was the title of the episode. I figured it out. I know what we're doing now. Um, we're doing they the don't stuff. see, and for a good reason, like they don't see the Red Sox as one player or two players away from World Series contention. And I think the one thing that I was kind of overlooking is the fact that we finished in last place last season and missed the playoffs. It doesn't matter who's actually on your team. You can't expect to go from last place to a World Series contender in just uh, a couple moves. Uh, I know I know that that's happened, but you can't expect that. We've done that, what, that. Twice? Twice we've done that? 
and that can happen again. But my point is <laughs> you can't go out there like the best example is the off season of 2017. Like we made the playoffs and we, we lost in the first round to but the trash cans. We knew that we had holes in our team and we filled those holes. Like we got JD Martinez to fill our biggest hole that was left by David Ortiz. Like that was yeah. a situation where we were a player or two away from contention. And it was very clear too. We knew we couldn't hit home runs. It was very clear. Right. We needed one more guy, or two more guys. Exactly. And we, we, we need to pop. We we're not there yet. Right. And, and in 2020, <laughs> we were just abysmal on so many different fronts. Like the whole pitching staff had problems and not one player is going to fix that. Like, even if we got Trevor Bauer, he's not going to fix that. So yep. Yep. what Heim Bloom and the Red Sox are doing is they're, they're building it back up slowly. Like instead of going out and signing one or two big free agents, they are signing mid tier to lower tier free agents to build depth and fill gaps. You have a lot of players that you need to bring on to this team. You have a lot of gaps to fill a lot of, of spots that need to be like reinforced. So what they're doing is they're bringing in guys like Kike Hernandez, Garrett Richards, Adam Onovino, Martin Perez, Matt Andres to one year deals, short term deals with options. And they're creating a, a flexible team that can, if they do really well, they're in the playoffs and they can like use these guys to win games. If the players that they sign do really well, but the team's still not really having a great year, they can trade these guys at the deadline and get prospects back. And if none of these players work out and we miss the playoffs again, and it's just bad overall, all these players can be free agents. So it is a, a smart plan that I think fans didn't really get to begin with. But now that we started to sign some guys, I see what they're doing and I agree with what they're doing. I think this is the best plan. And Heim Bloom said that the luxury tax, there's no firm ceiling. He said they can go over theoretically. So if they see an opportunity out there that makes sense for them, or if they start liking how their team's coming together and think they can bring on a, a higher profile player, they have the ability to do that. They've built themselves a very flexible scenario that can lead them to making the playoffs next season or building themselves or setting themselves up for a good season next season. So I really like what they're doing, and I think it makes sense to me now. The way Sounds I good. <laughs> the way I Thank you, Red Sox dug out. Go for um, it. Heim is kind of just like putting your uh, your run-of-the-mill like sealant in, like, in all the little cracks we have to make it look like we are something that can hold together throughout like and like weather a season to kind of bring in more – um, higher level free agents. So then we can, you know, and using them, we can further our, like build up our team. He's kind of like trying to make it seem like Boston is a place that's going to be good in the future, like developing us in the long run. Like these stop gaps are kind of a way to show like, Hey, you know, if you come sign with us, you know, give it like another year and we'll be good. So. Right. They don't want to be good for just one year. They want to build a long-term sustainable team that can be good for consecutive years, multiple years. And like, you don't do that by signing one or two big free agents. You do that. Like we said, by, by signing smaller pieces to build up the puzzle all, all together. Uh, the you could say he's putting in freaking, I'm sorry. You could say he's putting in uh, 
gap filler to the cracks of the treehouse so we can prepare to put in real insulation. I'm just saying that's you could that's you right. could say I that. like it. Yeah. You could that's say my joke. <laughs> I'm real I'm real experienced in treehouse building. I built one. Um it's still alive by the way, guys. So congrats that's for us. That's, that's um, very good. Uh so Heim, just build a treehouse. That's all you gotta do. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is, is like the prospect pool has gotten so much bigger over the last like few months. Yeah. That's an underrated thing that, that people aren't like, looking at. Like the Padres are really good now because they developed through prospects. Mm-hmm. And like, that's where, that's how the Dodgers started to be good is they like started by developing all these prospects and that's how they've maintained being good. So like, even if none, even if zero of these one year contracts hit, maybe like, this german guy um works and he turns out to be like a long-term option for the Sox. like that's like that's part of what heim is doing and it's it's gonna you know keep the keep the, the ship righted and it's gonna keep the water from leaking in with our gap filler exactly so, <laughs> exactly we're gonna ignore the fact that the gap filler did not indeed keep the water from leaking in but um... <laughs> that's okay <laughs> now changing topics to what Alex hinted at before. Dustin Pedroia has announced his retirement after 14 seasons in the MLB. And I knew it was coming, but it was still sad to make that post, still sad to see an icon and an idol in our lives. Like we grew up with Dustin Pedroia. It's sad to see him leave the game, even though we knew it was coming. I mm-hmm. vividly remember at Fenway Park when I was a kid I thought the thing that had like their heights it was like on poles and it had like Pedroia and I remember him being like the shortest guy there and I was like oh I'm almost I'm almost his height that's so cool I was like 10 years old and I was like five <laughs> six and I'm yeah like, oh, I'm almost his height it was pretty funny because they had like a picture of him on whatever pole I I, I hope someone listening remembers what that means because I don't know if it's no, I remember there. that yeah, yeah. I mean He's like the like the first like Red Sox player of our generation, I think, that's retired. Like he was with us from like, you know, like Ortiz, obviously, oh, but he Poppy was, was there, yeah, yeah. But we were like we were pretty young. We weren't even born when he started playing. Like Pedroia has been playing with the Sox since we were like six. That's true. And like yeah. we've seen his whole career, and like it's sad, bro. Yeah, like we did, we saw all of it. He was that guy. Like, I hope Manny Machado is happy because this is what happened, but like it's his fault. <laughs> yeah. It's, his, it's all his fault. Yeah. Still. It sucks. He's, he's still a first ballot in my eyes, but I mean, I don't know about that, but no, he, yeah. We'll get to he's that. like borderline. <laughs> CMLB, Hall of though. Fame. CMLB, given given how stupid that. the voters are like, the guy won an MVP and Rookie of the Year in back-to-back years, and if he had stayed healthy, he would have been like, like. I mean, yeah, I, I but agree. His P-Zorp was in the seventieth percentile. I mean, yeah, but his heart was in the first. <laughs> That's, he gave everything he had to the city of Boston. Mm-hmm. There, uh, I would right. like to. I would like to do a little more research and refine my argument, but the baseball Hall of Fame voting is real bad. It's. I was stupid. reading. I was reading about like the uh, the little. So many of like the worst Hall of Famers voted in are voted in by this like league, and they're like this group of the veterans that voted just like garbage. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do a little research I, on it. That'll, I don't know. Well I think I think the people in the Hall of Fame should be allowed to vote for Hall of Famers. I feel no, like that just makes that's stupid. No, why? Yeah, but who who is then? 
how do other sports do it? Why would why would you want the writers? Do with writer. Why would you want the stupid? Why would you want Bob Nightingale, who reported yeah. Bauer to the Mets yesterday? Did he, he really Bauer to the Mets, and then six minutes later, Mark Feinstein's like Bauer has not agreed to a deal with the Mets. Yeah, and then, he and then Bauer's the agent was like, "Yeah, this is this is a lie." Wow. Oh my God! How I does that the, guy still have the... a job? I don't know. He, he spells his name stupid too. There shouldn't be an E in Nightingale. Nightingale. Night should be an I. I mean, my girlfriend spells it with an I, so that's the right way to do it. Also, the bird is spelled that way, so kind of stupid you know he's stupid he spells nightingale oh you're e. you're true you're saying like g-a-l-e instead of g-a-i-l no no, no it's night night in n. i-n oh he spells okay, okay. The e. it's yeah. his is night and gale yeah it's stupid <laughs> good <laughs> thing his first name isn't garrett with a one t oh uh, could you imagine be garrett? Even worse the worst <laughs> possible name honestly hey, 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 i gotta do some research and do his family tree now have fun. Okay, Joey's gonna look him up on ancestry.com. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, go collect some DNA off him. Ha- have have a son named Garrett with one T. <laughs> Back to Pedroia because I want to spend some time yeah, on this. Good point. Like Pedroia and Ortiz, those were the two guys for the longest time for our childhoods. Like those are the two guys we grew up watching. Like I, I would always like be out in the field and I would just try to mimic what Pedroia does, or like I would do like. In Little League, I would always do like the little bat spin thing he, he does right when he gets up to the plate. Did I would you do always the do face that because thing, of him. though. I know I didn't do that. I didn't I did clear that. out my nasal passages like he did, but um, <laughs> I, well, the I first thing they always coaches. taught us in Little League was the Pedroia hop. Exactly. That's what I was just about to say. Is that's yeah. what coaches always as a, said. As a second baseman, I modeled my game after him. All and, the unnecessary um, dives. And he, I remember, yeah, yeah, there you go, Joey. I, um, I remember he would always, when he was in the batter's circle, I, and I remember like watching him, he would focus so hard on hitting the top of the ball. Yeah. So he would, yeah. he would never, ever, ever take actual practice swings when he was just holding one bat. Go like he would that. always, it was always Up this. by his and I chin, I always like, saw that too. That's why, yeah. it's just these little things that you remember so vividly, you know what I mean? And yeah, I that's I, something I, I started I, doing too, is I, I mimicked yeah. that in the bat and on the deck, on deck circle, I'd be swinging up by my nose. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. To try and, to try and like stay on top of it. There's just little yeah. things like that, that our, our generation just jumped onto. And especially like in a place that loves baseball I and mean, we all play little league. It's that, that was, that was it. And one of my very first memories of baseball was my dad showing me the front page newspaper, this guy stealing home. And it was like, wow, I didn't even know you could steal home. I was like six. I didn't even know you could steal home. I didn't even know what that means. But the picture of the guy stealing home was so cool. And I remember telling my dad, turn on the Red Sox again the next day. So, like, just little stuff like that, man. Yeah, like like Pat's Nation said on my post is Pedroia is the guy that got him into baseball. He's the one that developed his love for baseball. And I think that's pretty true for I know me is, like, Pedroia was my favorite player for forever. And I had posters of him up on my wall. He was the guy I always watched. And, and like we were just saying, I modeled my game after him, and he he was like my sports idol. I mean, yep. when you think about it, he's like the quintessential Red Sox player. I think so like every, every when you think of Claren Mass wanted to be him, hundred yeah. percent. The entirety of like from like two thousand and like nine to like twenty sixteen, every single kid in Massachusetts wanted to be like Dustin Pedroia. 
Yeah, like, it's just it's so sad. It's so sad the way he went. He did not have the send off he deserved. And yeah. I, I was at one of those games when he tried to come back, and it was wonderful. You know, he's back, he's back, he's you. back, and then he comes <laughs> in, he plays. No, no, no. There was two. He came twice. I was at like there was a first one. I remember because I was I was with my parents. I'm like I'm very sure. And okay. we were up in the bud deck where we're not actually supposed to be. We just like kind of ask and we pretend we know the guy, but we don't really. Anyway, um, he like tried to come back. And he played an inning and then left and he like still and then he missed another month. Yeah. So it's like you get one standing ovation. You never knew it was over. You never knew if it was. It was so it just sucked. It just sucked. They should the Red Sox should do what they did what the Mets did for David Wright um, yeah. for Pedroia at the beginning of the season. They should like let him go out and like you know, do like a one play or something or one pitch and then sub him out and like, just let, let the crowd or like once the fans are allowed back in the, in the stadium. Yeah. Like, Sam Kennedy said they were going to wait till the stadium can be full. Yeah. Cause he, he, de- he deserves to be sent off. I mean, he did so yeah. much for the city of Boston. Yeah. yeah and I mean, I, I, not only, he deserves it, man. not only was he an idol for Boston sports fan, but I feel like he was the prime example of what it meant to be a baseball player. Like from he he gave it his all every single night. He would be out there diving, getting dirty to make plays. He would be fouling off pitch after pitch to make the pitcher work. Always had dirt on his jersey. Was always hustling around the bases. Like I remember, one of my favorite memories is it was that I think it was 2016, 2015 in Angel Stadium. David Ortiz was at bat. Pedroia stole second, and then he noticed nobody was covering third, so he just mm-hmm. kept going right to third. And I still think about that and think about how that is like the the definition of heads up that's the definition of what you want from a baseball player i don't remember a single game where pedroia's jersey was clean at the end yeah absolutely i don't remember going to a single game and being like oh look you know there's there's the first baseman with the jersey is exactly like (laughs) the guy was getting down in the dirt every single time he could no matter what what he was supposed to be doing he had he was trying to get after it every single play. I mean, people people who haven't played the game, man, don't understand how difficult some of those throws he made. Like you watch the highlights, oh, yeah. you're like, oh, that's cool. But those arm angles are they're they're like not human. Mm-hmm. While he's going the other direction too. Like My favorite play was the one against the Rangers where he was yeah. backing up first base. That is a ridiculous mm-hmm. that's play a good one. because nobody notices, but he backs up that play every single time. Shout out Devin Marrero for the overthrow. Yeah. <laughs> and then he bare hands it off the brick wall and like throws it while diving. Air. Yeah. He's yeah. in the air while throwing it to first base. It's unbelievable play. I'm I mean, the guy the guy would never give up on a play until it was dead. Like That's ever. Right. Yep. Definition of heart and hustle. He has a handful of just absolute leaps to heaven where the guy's short, but he just flew and somehow catches the ball yeah. at the tip of his glove. Yeah. Little line liners to uh, right field. It's wild. I mean, some, and he, he made it too. He, it's ridiculous. He made the throws at from second base that like Nolan Arenado makes from third. Like everybody's like, they see these throws where he's throwing like all the way across the diamond. Pedroia made like throws that were that that level of insane from second base like his entire career and just went unnoticed for he made, he made throws off of one foot going the opposite direction an angle your arm should not move literally in center field that somehow still <laughs> get the out at first base it's wild what this guy yeah. did and i just i miss it i miss it because especially now we're we're not gonna have that second base kidding me you know what i mean yeah, like, yeah. i mean it's 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 almost impossible to find a glove that dynamic it's awesome man 
Yeah, you can debate whether he's a Hall of Famer or not, but there's no question about it. He's a once-in-a-lifetime kind of player. And his number should be retired. I'm pretty sure it is going to be. Oh, you it better so. be. Yeah. You hope so. Like, Pajore was uh, interviewed by Section 10, and he was talking about how, like, yeah, I saw the that. guy that takes number 15 and wears that, that's not going to be a good time for him. Like, no. imagine the, the dude who comes up from, like, a trade or comes out of the farm system. He's like, I'm going to wear number 15 and play second base. And then he strikes out like four times and makes mm-hmm. an error. Done. <laughs> he chased out no. of the city with pitchforks. I mean, the yeah. Red Sox, the Red Sox, before, before Ortiz got, got put up, because Ortiz got put up what? When did his number get retired? Wasn't uh, it like the year was after that? he retired? It was like the year it, after It was retired. really recently. It was very but I think I think before that, they like didn't retire anyone forever. Or they were really weird. I, I, it was, I think Pedro was the last one, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Something Pedro was, really was 2015. Oh, they went crazy then for Pedro. Yeah, because I, I remember like only I was vaguely, at that game. but they were being all stingy about retiring people. And I remember how quick Ortiz got retired. And it was a little odd. I thought. Yeah, yeah but I mean, it it's, it's David Ortiz, like right. Yeah, David Ortiz. kind of like I said though, rule, like, but. For the longest time, Ortiz and Pedroia, those are the two faces of the Red Sox. So I think Pedroia belongs up there too, right next to Ortiz. When when you think of the two thousand, the early 2010 Red Sox, the first names that come to mind are, are, are Ortiz, Pedroia, and to a lesser extent, Ellsbury. But we don't want to talk about him anymore. Nah, I'd say John Lester. Lester, but, yeah. And Buckholtz. Claydro. Claydro. Absolutely. That guy was – extremely significant to every Red Sox fan that ever watched them. That's just mm-hmm. the truth. I would love to see him up there and I'd love to be at the game that they put him up there. Yeah, for so. sure. For sure. I saw someone uh, on Twitter. They said they should make Pedroia's retired number plaque. They should make it like dirty and like worn out. Yeah. Awesome. Because like people who like are visiting Fenway park, They'd look up there and they'd ask someone, "Hey, why is all the why are all the retired numbers clean? But why is this 15 dirty?" And then they go, "Well, let me tell you about Dustin Pedroia. I think that'd be I a great idea. I, I think it'd be there's so not cool. there's there's not enough things that can be said positively about him. We could do a whole episode about him. We can just go on forever. But, he was um, a class act and a pitching coach. People forget about that. Yeah." Really Speaking of coach, I really hope he comes back with the organization. Does he's he like he's destined to be a coach? I feel yeah, it's yeah, like Veritech. He he's just gonna show up in the dugout at some point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah. I think so. You'll just look over and you'll be like, oh, there's Dustin. Yeah, so <laughs> still we're gonna miss him. Yeah. That second base position is not gonna be the same. Um, Never will be. Yeah, just thank you, Dustin, for making our childhoods and. And just being so consistent and reliable out there at second base every night. Yep. So, want to do some uh, rapid fire questions? Yes. GJ questions. Let's go. GJ, GJ questions, questions is on it. Uh, this is really we need a theme I... song for GJ questions. Like a really cheesy, like GJ questions. Yeah, you work on GJ. that. <laughs> GJ <laughs> questions. Okay, I work on that. You send me them backwards. It makes me mad. Backwards? Wait, no, you don't. You send me them in some whack-ass order. The Ooh, order doesn't matter. What about matter. the J.G. Wentworth theme song? But like, J.G. questions. J.G. questions. <laughs> send them into our DMs now. I love that. 
we got to get like a take of all of us harmonizing that for the actual audio. GJ, we'll oh my it. god, we'll get on it. We're gonna That's have great. to do that. I'm a, yeah, I'm a fan. <laughs> all right. Um, so these are some questions, like always, some questions, some comments. I'll go as fast as I can. I'll try and say names of people I think are cool. Um, we're starting off with a comment. I hope Bogart stays forever. Same, brother. Agree yeah. too. Yeah. Um, Sauter's Neil uh, asks, will the Red Sox ownership break down and get a new stadium, which they definitely need? Um, Excuse me? Who the hell are you? Shut up. <laughs> I've, been thinking, I've been thinking about that, too. I think it no. is kind of inevitable, especially with the development around Fenway Park. I just hope they don't decide to tear down Fenway and replace it. I think it would be better they, they, as no, they're going to build around them. Fenway. That's that's what they did in the nineties. Yeah. they were build around it all you want, but you got to keep the, the yeah, they, what makes Fenway great. They might replace like seats or like like technology. Redo, like well, if yeah, they, like, if they replace like the that, seats because it's such an old fashioned stadium, they lose like twenty thousand or something wild. Then just leave it. It's fine. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. Fenway's the but, best stadium. I think I've said this before, but there's such a big difference between going to a baseball game at Fenway compared to like a modern stadium. Like I remember going to Dodger Stadium and it just kind of felt like I was watching a baseball game. Like it wasn't really it's a nice stadium for sure, but like didn't have that I historical think... aspect that Fenway has. Like when you walk well, up the the concourse and see Fenway Park emerge in front of you, it's really special. And just knowing that you're sitting in the same stadium that like Ted Williams and Babe Ruth played in and all the history that's behind that place and everything that makes it special, like the, the pesky pole, the monster wall, all the little weird like angles that out there in the outfield. Yeah. Triangle. That's just what makes it special and makes it so unique to go to a baseball game there. And in my opinion, and I don't want to get caught up in like, you know, emotions, but in my opinion, it, it, Fenway Park reflects who New England is perfectly. I mean, I, even all the way back, like there's actual historical like papers saying that New England's different because we're a little bit tougher. And I truly believe that we're a little bit tougher. We have our April games in the freaking cold, in the rain, and it sucks. And you're like, man, I wish I brought my gloves. But you sit up there and you suffer through Fenway or you go to a nice, beautiful game and everyone's talking and you listen to the guy up above you like yell, swears. And uh, it just kind of reflects exactly who we are as a, as Boston and as a, as a New, you know, England, New England, at least in my opinion, as a North no, that's, that's who we are. And I think the ruggedness of it helps. As a New Englander, you have to learn your first cuss word from going to Fenway Park. It's just <laughs> unavoidable. So yeah, like, we're going to work. That, that, that's part of the experience. We're going to work as a Red Sox fan family to, uh, to get rid of the racial slurs. But we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> yeah. understand that you're probably never gonna get rid of the uh, old dudes yelling f bombs up from above. But um, that's what the family section's for. But yeah, I, I think the ruggedness <laughs> oh, yeah. of it just kind of kind of reflects who we are. Um, but that's for my sure. opinion. What was the yeah. question? Um, I just want to know. It was about Fenway Park. Yeah, they said they needed a new one. Oh, yeah. oh, you're still on stadium. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. yeah. We're done with that guy now. Um, Simply yeah. Dom asks expectation for the team this season. I think. Decent, mediocre, fun. What you said three? I, I, I think four. But Jason, I remember you said three. Third place, you mean? I think, I think we'll be fourth. Yeah. But Third it'll place, be make a I run think, for the wild card, have some fun. I think, I think we'll be I close with the. I, I with, can't bank with, uh, on health. I Hopefully think we'll be close we with the Blue fun. Jays. I don't know how successful we're going to be from a baseball standpoint, but the one word that I keep jumping to is fun. Like we got Kike Hernandez it'll now. 
Alex Verdugo. More for sure. We have, yeah, the, the, the team will have energy. Verdugo, but yeah. We, I, we need another spark plug, I think, just to keep it fun the whole year. Brock Holt's still out there. Same. I know he is. We do need a left-handed <laughs> bat. All right, Kim, Kim O'Buddy asks, Xander, would you uh, Xander, would you like to retire a Red Sox? I know you are a long way from that. I don't know why they addressed it. I get that sometimes people think that I'm like the players or whatever. Like I had a question that was like, um, are you excited to play with your former teammate, Alex Verdugo? Like, yes, I, Kike Hernandez. I'm so excited. (laughs) I mean, I would love, I would love to hear his response, but. Yeah. We'll have to get uh, Xander on the podcast to answer that one for you. (laughs) Yeah, we will. We'll save it. I'll, I'll let me write it down. I have my notebook right here. Econ discussion. Bro, this stupid discussion went way too long. It was supposed to be discussion. The guy lectured us on so much information. I wanted to die. Anyway. Um, Eric, speaking of way too long, let's get this discussion going. discussion was 17 <laughs> minutes, and I slept through yeah. 10 of them. Joey, we're in the same class. My guy sat me down for an hour and a half. He went half an hour over, and he lectured on the history of economics. That's awful. Like the I, TA. I showed up 10 minutes late because I slept in. And then oh, Jason wants to go fast. We're going fast. We're going fast. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Jason, who are you? I really want to know. Who are you? Who, 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 who? He's Jason. He is Jason. Yeah. Uh, he's Jason. I'm GJ Cool. That's Joey. And that's Alex. Um, what if we get Derek Dietrich? <laughs> Dietrich? No. Why? <laughs> he's fun, but like he strikes. I don't know. Nah. No. Cam from school asks, how soon until we're contenders again? Soon. Uh, next Ish. year, year after, soonish. Next 20, year, the year 2022. After. Eventually. 2023. We're good. Hey, hey, um, MLB Network has us in the 2024 World Series. That's right. So, book it. 2024, <laughs> yeah. here we come. Mm-hmm. Aristino 101. Will Sale be back after Tommy John? Not immediately, but hopefully soon after. Um, Apparently, he had a Tommy neck John's injury, which is actually what's holding him back. Jeez, so, originally, that's... it was going to be June, July with Tommy John, but now the neck injury could put him in August. Oh. But July, wow. August, sometime around there. So, you get him back for the playoffs if you're good. For the, the, the and playoffs. And if you're not good, you don't know. Whatever. I mean, right. hopefully, you have him for the year after, right? We don't know how good he's right. going to be. Maybe he'll take the end of the year to settle in, and then he'll be, he'll be back well, to his regular form the year after. What if, right? what if his surgeries made him like. A, a god bionic pitch. I mean, I and think it'll definitely burn out. Like the 105 doesn't get tired. Him, bro. Yeah. No, Never know. He's, already, he's, he's already a robot. Yeah. yeah. Now he's got um, that leg muscle up there. So yeah, maybe. but he needs battery upgrades. Is JBJ gone? Uh, yeah. I think There's, so. The Red Sox have said like 40 times, oh, we're still engaged with him. We're going to keep We shouldn't go checking over the luxury tax to bring back Jackie Bradley Jr. Yeah, no. That's how Probably I would not worth it. it. And if I'm him, I don't want to come back. We've talked about that. He's not coming mm-hmm. back. Um, JKells97 asks, will Chavis start this year? No. No. Probably not. Yeah, may not even make the sucks. team, honestly. He could uh, be in triple no, he'll, make, he'll make the team. He'll make it. He'll be, he'll be like a guy when guys It depends who else we saw. And he's a fun guy too, so hopefully he. Makes yeah, he'll it. he'll True. bring some energy. True. The ice horse. I mean, I still um, I love him as a guy, but yeah, yeah. Dougie bombs ask: Is Trevor secretly coming to town? I uh, um, ask for you. Unless yes. you mean um, Trevor Rosenthal, who we should sign. That's my number one wish list guy, Trevor Rosenthal. Go cool. get him, Heim. If you're listening. Um, 
Chris Peruvian Savage asks, what do you think the game plan should be for Haim the rest of the offseason? I would say fix the weird limbo we have. I mean, kind of normal, but the, the limbo we have with the 40-man. We got we yeah, to move someone. Yeah, they'll figure that out. Biggest thing is just stuff. keep doing what you're doing. I like what he's doing, and, and I think he has a plan. He knows what he's doing, so just keep it up and um, get some bullpen guys, though, please. I'd appreciate that. Yeah. Ottavino's yeah, good, some... but don't stop there. Um, like I said, too. like I said, Trevor Rosenthal would love him. Shane Green, Jeremy Jeffries, Brandon Workman could come back. The Workman. Um, could work, man. Liam Fish. Liam Fish asks, should we trade JD and Sale at the deadline if we are in fourth place? Can't trade. Shout out Dodger fan Liam. Um, yeah, Sale doesn't move. No, with the but definitely JD not. Sale. Could be. It could be an option. JD has another player option after this season, but he's not going to take that. He's going to stay. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, if he theory, stayed after last that. year, he's gonna stay again yeah. this year. So no, don't trade I don't, those. I don't, th- I don't agree, man. I don't agree. I think he can't he make more last money. Year. No, it's gonna be like gonna make what if he more has money. an unbelievable season like he did in 2018. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, maybe he totally could. His know. ceiling could, his ceiling could skyrocket up, man. That's yeah, a, but across that bridge when you get there type thing. Yeah, yeah. We also we don't know how he's gonna perform this year, so he'll be fine. He'll be good. Um, who do oh Danny O three asks who do you think is going to be the most improved Red Sox player? Ooh, most I like that. I mean, I think Kike is going to have a big year just because he's actually going to see the field consistently. I that's agree. Good, I think Kike is going to be great. Um, and most improved, it could very well be Benny because he sucked. I was going to yeah, say it, that it's going to be Benny. Benny it's going to be Benny some kind of potential. If, if Benny can get multiple hits this year, he wins. It. <laughs> yeah, that, that is an improvement. Yeah. <laughs> and if he can if he can run to third base without like falling on his face. <laughs> Yeah, he's improved right. for sure. Um, Mimi Mimi X Bella asks early spring training slash season predictions. I think we talked a little bit about it in the past episodes. Well, we'll have um, a a season prediction episode down the line. I'm quick sure. prediction for spring training: Jaron Duran is going to go off because that kid is insane. I am very excited yeah. about him. Yeah, his oh, winter league stuff has been ridiculous. Too. Yeah, yeah, we're going to have twenty four percent capacity. Jason, you got us down twenty five. You no, going? I, I told my dad I will leave school if you want to head down. So Joey, I'm not gonna lie, you might not have to leave school. They might make the decision <laughs> for you. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know what? Hey, because uh, your freaking people. It's not my people. Uh, it's my, your my people. Floor is, it's my your floor people, is bro. Shut down. That's why I left yeah. during the call. They so they made betting odds on who's gonna get it on the floor right now. So uh, catch great, Joey yeah. at uh, spring training this season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to forego um, my gulag and just go to Florida. JD Martin at 279 asks, how do you sort out the outfield if Ben Attendee is traded away? I mean, it's pretty set and done. He's not going to be, right? And if he does get traded, they're probably going to sign someone else. They would have to, so we don't really know. You never know. Yeah. All right, just a few more, guys. Keep rolling. Duran Duran starting center fielder this season. Probably no, won't start this now. season. He, we could see him in the majors. Point. We could see him in the yeah, majors, he, but he he's not going to start out. Him. Definitely not going to make the opening day roster. They're probably going to do what they do with most prospects like Chavis and Dahlbeck where they wait after that deadline where they don't have to pay him like whatever it is, the major league. They get an extra year of control. Yeah, they don't get the major league qualification or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think it's mm-hmm. in like May or something, late April. I don't know. It's like That sounds three about right because that was when Chavis came in. Right. We could see that or we could see him in like September. But he won't be. Joey, behavioral changes needed immediately. Email. Change of behavior. Jerk. Anyway, does 15 <laughs> get retired? Yes. Does yes. 15 get retired? 
We yes. probably, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, S'more asked early opening day roster predict- projection. Do you want to nah, do a full that's... one? Nope. No, we'll, no. Do, we'll do that. Do that later. Yeah, we'll, touch, we'll touch that later. We promise. Um, do I want to give this girl a shout out? Yes or no? Yeah. Uh, Nat Fall League, no. Yeah, shout out Natalie. You're not going to listen to this, but you owe me a milkshake. Oh, is that your friend? Yeah. Oh, how do you pronounce her last name? Uh, Footlong. <laughs> okay. Um, Cole King two asks, "What slash how do you think we should build up the rotation?" Um, we're kind of there, With right? Pictures. We just gotta see what we got. Okay, real quick. With men who throw the throw the baseball. Real quick, yes or no? Uh, do we like this rotation? Erod, Evaldi, Richards, Perez, Hope slash Pavetta. It I don't could hate be it. worse. It could be worse. Better uh, than last year. Um, if we yeah. use last year as a benchmark, this is Definitely the greatest better. rotation ever <laughs> assembled in baseball history. Correct. We have the best rotation of all time. Better right? than the go. Dodgers. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> better than the Mets. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, t- t- record prediction? Uh, thinks 90 Some wins, 72. losses. 90 seemed really high. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie, Jason. I like I'll eight, run it back like when we win 90 games. And okay. 88, <laughs> eight, 84 and 78. Okay. Yeah. Um, how many games is the season this year? 162. 162. Yeah, we got it. Everything's on time. Spring training opens up in a couple weeks. Which you love to well, see. Well, we had that we had a little tiny bit of a setback where they were like they gave up on the whole vaccine thing. Which is probably a good idea. I, I don't imagine know a world where imagine a world where professional athletes get vaccines and the rest of the public sits and watches so so you mean the world we're living in because oj got one i saw oj get one that was hilarious um how do you see duran career coming up through minors christian yelich 2.0 agree Mm -hmm. okay um, and oh, best Pedroia moments. I, we reflected a lot on Pedroia. I think there's so my many. favorite. Well, there's a lot. Yeah. One of my favorites is the one in Tampa where he's like dancing over the catcher. I love late. that one. And Jerry, I mean, he's like, it's dancing with the stars, Dave. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. the, the 07 world series run where he literally helped like put the, the team on his back. Every single ball. Yeah. That's pretty good too. Mm-hmm. I like, I like his laser show quote. I love that. I was one hitting too, yeah. 170, and everyone was ready to kill me. You know what happened next? Laser show. <laughs> Laser show. <laughs> yeah, like that's the... all the questions, guys. GJ, bro, questions I don't out. know. Can I go home now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, two last things, real quick. Uh, favorite Super Bowl commercial. Super Bowl is a couple days away. Favorite Super Bowl commercial. I like that you one know, with Doritos and the time machine. I like that one. It's a good too. one. You know the Tom Brady MRI one where yeah. where they had him take off his five rings and then he went into his pocket yeah. and he's like, oh, forgot this one. And yeah. they made it before he won the sixth one and they ran it immediately after. <laughs> that, that's my favorite. Uh, puppy Monkey Baby? No. Puppy Monkey Holy Baby crap, is a classic. Holy crap, I forgot about that. No, that's a, that's no. a classic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was no, always a puppy, puppy Monkey Baby fan, but people didn't Dude, like Puppy Monkey Baby. It was so funny. <laughs> it was so weird. I love Super Bowl. Yeah, so I'm excited for those. Yeah. Who, who, who do well, we got Joey, we'll be watching it alone, homie. <laughs> we'll be watching it alone. <laughs> go Bucks. Go Tom Brady and Gronk. Go Bucks. Yeah, I go think Bucks. The, actually, I think no, 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 no. I hate the Bucks, but like Brady and Gronk. Go Tom Brady. 
Go yeah. Brady. Go As Brady. my Go look Brady. professor said, sure, he was like, uh, the Patriots are in the Super Bowl again. They're just wearing different uniforms and have other mm-hmm. players on the team. But mm-hmm. And a yeah. jerk head coach that I dislike greatly. I yeah. hate Bruce Arians. Yeah. Don't Go get me Tom started Brady. on him. But, hey, you know what? I hope Tom every, Brady's the actual coach of them. I hope both teams lose yeah, except honestly. Brady and Gronk get rings and they are the only right. two who have to hold the trophy. I, I, I want the, the Bucks to win because that means Shady McCoy gets his deserved ring. Shady deserved. got one Deserved? Deserved. Not deserved from this season. Deserved for why? No, deserved for what? Wait, for wait, what else? wait, 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 wait. He was one of the best running backs in the early from like the mid 2000s to oh, the late 2000s. Wasn't Shady like on the Shady was on the Chiefs last year, right? Yeah, he's was like he? a bench. Oh, shoot. He, he, he might have been. So he had he, a ring. Oh, he, he did. Um, oh, never mind. Right? I don't really want AB there. to get a ring, but like, oh well. Oh, yeah. What do you mean? Antonio Brown's a good Patriots player. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Just gotta focus on Brady. Go, go, Tom Brady. Go, Brady. Um, last thing I want to close this out with. I don't know if you guys saw this. This tweet from Peter Gammons. Uh, if we can oh, decipher yeah. this. So now the Bostocks should become the Huntington Ave Hounds, where they started with Ottavino, trade for Aaron Savali, and draft Sebastian Keane in 2022, and Brandon Default in 2021. Never forget going with Pedro to see Carlos Pena hit a homer that bounced into the Decay Kisses yard. What? <laughs> what? What did I just hear? No, no, His that was all over the place. Are all over the place. Yeah. What? The Dukakis and why is Carlos Pena hitting homers into the yard? <laughs> what? Oh, my my Yo, brain speaking, just hurt. Speaking of Twitter, rest in peace, uh, Penn CEO Club Fifteen. Uh, who got del- banned from Twitter permanently? Yes, last <laughs> night for oh, threatening to kill one of my best friends, <laughs> and they automatically banned him for life. And so, yeah. So rest no. in peace. That's rough. Um, Angus yeah. got banned. The guy's done, bro. You, you, you apparently can't threaten to kill people on Twitter. They they suck. <laughs> but yeah, even if it's jokingly. But all right. All right. Well, that's our episode for this week. Thank you for listening. Heim Bloom. Um, hope you enjoy this episode. <laughs> Keep up if the you, good if work. If you ever want to pay us back for, um, you know, the, the advice we're giving you, you can, we, we can send you our Venmos and, uh, yeah, whatever you don't spend over the luxury tax, we'll just take that. It's fine. Or, or, or you could just like hire me. That's, that's cool <laughs> either. You could hire yeah. me. Yeah, that works. Yeah, if you want, if if you want to like hire Garrett to make your, him your professional sausage taster for Fenway, so he make sure that it's all good quality. Sausage control. Yeah. Um, we have to mm-hmm. wait until we can get into the stadium and talk about the things that really matter, like stadium <laughs> food and oh. and the size of the cups, the eight dollar refillable ones that they don't let you refill at all the state at the same station multiple times. They make you go to a different station. <laughs> That'll do it for this episode. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time. Go Sox. Go Tom Brady. Yeah. Um, Hell yeah. Go Heim Bloom. Do your thing. <laughs> see you. Goodbye, everyone. Peace. Love you all.